Excited to have so many of you on today. This topic is one that I know is going to bless so many of you. And yeah. it's one that has blessed me too. Have you ever just felt stressed out? What do you do? Yes. How to not be stressed out? We're going to be tackling that today. Um, and as you're commenting, just expect right now that God is a God who's a respecter of faith. So if you're applying faith today for answers, if you're applying faith, you know, and you say, Lord, I need stress to leave. I need to walk in the peace of God. I need to have you and enjoy you and partake of you. God is a God who does exceedingly yeah. abundantly beyond all we could ask or think. So right now, I just want to pray and set your expectation for something good, something yeah. big for today. Lord, thank you. Thank you for breaking every yoke. Thank you that we can put faith and hope in you and on you and that hope in you doesn't disappoint, that your word is true and Lord, we expect to receive from you. Just say that, put it in the comments. I expect to receive from God today. Yeah. And it's going to be a good one. Yeah. Brooklyn says, hey, yeah, from Tampa. Hey, George says, hola. Hola. Ashley says, we're here. Woohoo. Hannah Sittler said, what's the question, Abby? <gasps> what's your favorite cloud? Okay, go. Like what kind of cloud? Like the big fluffy ones, the flat ones that cover the sky? The cirrus cloud, the cumulus clouds. Yeah. Cumulonimbus. Mm hmm. Christoph Christopherson says, hello. Um, Pastor Brian says, hiya from vacation. Hiya. And buddy, buddy, mama, Chris, Hannah Sittler, all put in there. I expect to receive from God today. Hannah Sittler Aww. also says that her favorite type of cloud is cirrus clouds. That is so cool. And I think I like the big fluffy ones, the cumulus. Mm hmm Joni said that her, she likes fog. Honestly, I like <laughs> fog too. It's really nice. It's nice in the mornings and the evenings. <laughs> Brooklyn likes stripy clouds. And with that, I appreciate you so much for being like, you know what? I'm just going to tell you what it looks like. Stripy. I like it. I don't know what those are called either. I think, well, no, I don't know. <laughs> um, Kevin says he likes cumulonimbus because it's fun to say. But Ain't he says he likes lent lenticular clouds. Lenticular? Lenticular. Okay. Whatever it is. <laughs> Tap the almond says, I expect to receive from God today. Amen. Amen. I love the mom of Chris, but Cubano Limbus. <laughs> um, I think he meant Cumulonimbus, maybe, but there may be a kind of cloud called Cubano Limbus, and it's my new favorite as well. <laughs> Tap the says she likes iridescence. It's very nice. My favorite is like little, um, what's it called? Around the sky. Uh, silver linings. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we are going to be diving in. Grayson says that she agrees with Kevin. Grayson, actually, this morning when I was praying, I like I believe that the Lord told me that you were really going to enjoy today's broadcast. So I, I'm excited. And then Pastor Nicole says she likes fat, puffy ones that look like cotton candy. <laughs> so too. have you ever felt stressed out? Just go in. Let's dive in. Make sure that you have shared this broadcast yeah. and that you are excited about today. But have you ever felt stressed? Like it's just weight has been on you. You felt pressure. You haven't known what to do. Maybe that's where you are right now or it's where you've been before and you just, you don't, you're done with it. Like yeah. who can say honestly today, I'm done feeling stressed out. I'm done <laughs> with it. Done. Yeah. I mean, I, me. <laughs> that's really where I think a lot of us are. Like, I'm yeah. done feeling this way. How right. can we not walk in that cycle? How can we break yeah. it and not repeat it? Yeah. Well, today we want to show you how from the word of God. Did you know that God's will for you is to not have that? 
Like that sounds kind of elementary, but it's true. Like God's yeah. will for you is to not be stressed. It's for yeah. you to have and enjoy life. You know, John 10, 10 says yeah. the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. But yeah. I have come that they may have life and have it in abundance. And in the yeah. Amplified Classic, it says to have and enjoy life. I, Jesus came that you may have life and you may enjoy your life. Well, yeah. that you can't be stressed and also enjoying life. So how how is it that we can stop the cycle of stress and enter into having and enjoying life? The yeah. answer is super simple. It's by fellowshipping with the Lord. And I we're going to tell you that right out the gate because it may sound simple, yeah. but there are some answers as to how do we actually do that that we're going to get to today. So expect that God's going to teach all of us yeah. how to walk with him better than we ever have before. He's a good God. Yeah. He desires for himself to be known by us. And so the number one way to break stress yeah. is know him. Yeah. Well, I know um, I used to think that, you know, obviously, like I know in the word, I've seen it clear enough that he wants me to have joy. And so I thought there were going to be some times for joy. And then there were going to be other times where, you know, I've got serious business to do for him. Yeah. And I thought that the most responsible thing for when I was, you know, being a hard work at, worker and doing things to the best of my ability, well, stress comes with that. That's just a part of doing it to the best of my ability. Yeah. And anything less than that, and I wasn't trying my hardest. And that's what I thought for so many years because, um, you know, I took the verse out of context of, you know, do everything as unto the Lord. Yeah. And I thought, well, if I'm not stressed out, then there's more I can be giving to the Lord. Yeah. And I thought that for years. So if I was doing something and I like something important and I wasn't stressed out, then I would beat myself up. Hey, I did not do this to the best of my ability. Yeah. And I never got the revelation until just a little bit ago that, hey, he wants me to have joy and have even rest in everything. Yeah. Even the most important things ever that I do in my entire life. I should have rest. I should yeah. have joy. I should have every single promise that he has for me, even in those times. Yeah. And not stress, because that's not from him. And I was like, okay, how? <laughs> and that's what we're really talking about today. And it's a complete, uh, it's not just affecting like little bits here and there. If, if we'll take what we're about to uncover today and apply it, yeah. it, it will apply to our whole lives. Yeah. It will change how our whole lives look. It will change how we act yeah. in every situation. It will change, you know, what level we are with the Lord. Because you can't go after what we're going after today, you know, fellowshipping with Him without increase. Yeah. Without in You can't spend time with the Lord and do what we're about to say without increase. It's impossible. Yeah. Well, let's go right now to John 17, three. Buddy actually yeah. had this in Bible trivia. If you were on for Bible trivia, you saw it, but it's good to set our eyes on the word. So if you can, if you're able to look it up, great. If not, we're just going to read it to you. But John 17, three mm. explains to us what eternal life is. Yeah. And I think 
right now we're talking to believers, but even if you're not a believer yet, you can have a life that's free from stress, that's free from worry, anxiety. These are gifts that are available to people who put their faith and hope in Jesus Christ as their savior. And so even if you're not yet a believer in Jesus, you can be. And so stick around. We'll help you with that by the end of the broadcast. But specifically to believers, a lot of times you get into church and you, Mm -hmm. you get into these services that are right. And they'll go through principles of the word, you know, faith without works is dead about how you can't bury your talents and all of that's Bible do all of those things. But a lot of times our walk with the Lord turns into a function of action. You know, pastor calls it living by the list. I have to do this in order to please God. I have to do this in order to be holy. I have to do this to enforce my righteousness. I have to do, do, do. But the Lord tells us what eternal life is. You know, John 3, 16 tells us that the Lord so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever would believe in his son wouldn't perish, but would instead have eternal life. Right. So the whole reason that the father sent Jesus was so that people could have eternal life. That's the function Mm -hmm. of Jesus. Why did he come? So we could have eternal life. Well, John 17, three explains to us that eternal life, it says, this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Yeah. So this verse literally says that the definition of eternal life, the definition of life is knowing God and Jesus. That's life. Knowing the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That is life. Well, you go over to John 10, 10, and I was meditating on this this morning. It just, it stuck out to me and it's so simple. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't going to be complex. Everybody's going to be able to grasp it, but it's, it's one of those things that when it, like when it turns on, the whole room's brightened. So you yeah. go over to John 10, 10 and in the Amplified Classic, I'm just going to read it directly out of there. In the Amplified Classic, it tells us, thank you, Bible app on my phone. <laughs> but John 10, 10 says, the thief comes only in order yeah. to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Well, we just learned in John 17, three, what is life? It's knowing God. So if that's what life is, then we can read John 10 and see, I came that they may have and enjoy knowing God. Yeah. I mean, you can literally look it up for yourself in the phone. I'm not, I'm not adding words. I'm expanding on a definition that God himself gave. God says no eternal life is knowing God. It's the same word for life. If you look it up in the original language, so it's not out of context. It's not anything wonky. It literally means life is having and enjoying God. That's why Jesus came. So the father sent Jesus that we may know Jesus and the father. Jesus came that we could have the father and enjoy the father. The father sent Jesus that we may be able to know him. Jesus came that we could have the father and enjoy the father. Yeah. His whole plan for us is to have a life of enjoyment. Enjoyment how? Enjoying God. 
Yeah. See, God's not this weird taskmaster. He's not hard. He's not harsh. He's a God who desires to be known. And he's a God that desires to be enjoyed. Not yeah. a God who wants to be feared. He wants to be enjoyed. Yeah. Well, the verse um, I'm going to, because it was cool. We were, we were talking this morning about what to you know talk about on the broadcast today. And you brought up this whole topic, which was amazing. We were all like, yes, that, that is definitely, we have peace on that for today. And what I had been meditating on and listening to some preaching on this morning was Brother Tracy. And he was talking about something that may seem off, but it's actually the exact same thing. And he was talking about how, I'll preface it with the story with, that he was talking about and then go to the verse that he was talking about. But he said he was, he was away um, in another state about to preach to these ministers who he loved. He loved these ministers. Yeah. Um, you know, he's known that he was called to preach and do all of this great stuff. And he was just not feeling it. He was away from his family. He had been out preaching a lot. He just wanted to be home. He was tired. He wanted to be with his family. He wanted to be resting. And he could not feel the anointing worth anything. Yeah. He was, he was about to get up and preach, and he felt like he could not get any anointing. And so he went, he went back to the room, and he's like, Lord, you know, what's the matter? Why, why am I'm out here being obedient to you and I feel nothing yeah. like there. I don't feel if you're with me, I don't know it basically is what he was saying. And the Lord brought up this verse to him and it was just really cool. Um, and well, in, in my translation, it doesn't say word for word here. It says Isaiah 119. If you consent and obey, you will eat the best of the land. But in, I don't know, I don't know if it's amplified or whatever. King James but version. King James, the willing and obedient will eat the good of the land. And the Lord told him, you know, you're willing. Yeah. You're out being obedient. You're going and preaching. You're away from your family. You're being obedient to me, but you're not willing. And that means that you don't meet the standards for this verse you know you're out and like you know suffering giving of yourself so much you're exhausted from doing it yep. but you can't eat the good of the land yeah. because you don't meet the standards to yeah. you're being obedient but you are not willing yeah. and he said i got willing very quickly <laughs> we've god wants us to not just suffer for him needlessly the christian life is yeah. the one where he just well, you know, I just have to suffer for Christ, and it's just what I'm called to do. Bury, you know, I'm going to carry my cross and just bury mm -hmm. myself, all my personality and all of that, and it's just kind of like that. No, he wants us to be willing. He wants us yeah. to enjoy everything that he has for us. Yeah. And that's when, when we make ourselves willing, make ourselves obedient. We're going to eat the best of the land. That's a promise. But we've got to be willing, and that's God's heart for us, is to be willing. It was just, it was really cool, and it's along the exact same lines. Well, and think of it, think of it this way. When's the last time you enjoyed God? Yeah. And, and truly, ask yourself that question. When's the yeah. last time I enjoyed being with God? Yeah. And that may, for those of you who 
already love the Lord, that may seem kind of like a silly question. Like, well, of yeah. course I enjoy the Lord. But truly, like, when's the last time you remember your fellowship with him just being so pleasing that yeah. like you were excited about it, that you needed to go talk to somebody like have things just felt stale or have you just been going in circles and maybe you're somebody who, you know, you're on fire for the Lord. Let this broadcast just be as a reminder and yeah. serve as an encouragement to keep pressing into him. Yeah. It's not that everything's doom gloom. Like you can absolutely have a fellowship with God that's sweet and you can just get better and better and better with him. So it's not that every Everything is always down here. But for yeah. people who are needing help, who have felt like I have in the past, just kind of stale and dry, yeah. what do you do with those things? And I'm reminded of the story Pastor Brian has of when the Lord gave him the revelation of reset, yeah. the importance of resetting your intimacy back to what it was when you first were saved. And he and Pastor Cole were on a cruise and Pastor Nicole is just looking at the beauty of the nature that's around her. And yeah. the Lord told Pastor to just watch her. Yeah. And so he just watched her for a few minutes. And all of a sudden he could, it's not that he didn't love her before that yeah. moment, don't get me wrong, but he could all of a sudden feel that love for her, like yeah. starting to rekindle. And this is not being in love with the Lord, enjoying the Lord. It's not some like, fruit cakey feelings type deal. It's not a yeah. feeling. It's a state of being. Yeah. And so enjoying the Lord, it's a way of life. Yeah. So truly, when's the last time you enjoyed him? Yeah. You know, this morning in prayer, we, it was just a time of thanking him. Like we talked about yesterday on yeah. the broadcast. And so I just started thanking the Lord. I had leading to do that for a while and I started thanking him, yeah. you know, thank you father for being my deliverer. Thank you for being a protector. Thank yeah. you for being my provider. Thank you for providing this. Thank you for providing this. Thank you for being my righteousness and giving me the ability to have right standing with you. Thank Thank you, Lord, that you have saved me from everything I'll ever, ever need saving from. Thank you. And I just began to thank him. And all of a sudden, the presence of God immediately came in the room. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't just a, I, I kind of feel God. No, the presence of God came in <laughs> yeah. the room. And it was just, it was so sweet. Yeah. And I like the Lord and I started talking about something. And he told me, you're really going to enjoy your time with me this morning. Like when I go home and I have time with him and I just started reading through my word. I put faith on it. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to enjoy reading my word this morning because yeah. there's times to the flesh. It's a chore. Sure. Like the flesh wants to make it that way. Yeah. It's not a chore, but the flesh no. feels that way about it. Yeah. So I started reading the word. And before I did, I prayed, you told me I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah. So help me see things differently. Help, yeah. help me to do that. And it was like, it was, it was so much fun. It was like, it was years ago. Like yeah. when I first really fell in love with the Lord, mm -hmm. I had so much excitement about it. And I realized yeah. I'm enjoying this in a way that I haven't in a long time. Right. Like not that I haven't loved God, not that I'm yeah. not in love with God, but yeah. I'm enjoying my time yeah. with God. And yeah. that's when the Lord started talking to me. That's the whole reason. Like, that's the whole point is I want you, the Lord, to me. I want you to enjoy right. me. 
It's not selfish. That's not an, an unscriptural comment. That's literally John 10, 10 mm -hmm. in the fullness of it. God wants us to know him. It's why he says all the time, I'll be your God. You'll be my people. He made us so that we could enjoy each other. We, he delights yeah. in us. We're to delight in him. Yeah. Well, that reminds me of something that like I've, I've been going through recently. And I, like, for basically, all, like, all my life, I've been serving the Lord, you know, I, given Him everything I can think of yeah. is His, you know, put my life before the altar of whatever He wants to do, do. But when it came to Bible reading, it was like, it felt like a struggle for a long time. I had no clue why. Yeah. I wanted to love it. I wanted to look forward to it. I wanted to do it so much more than I even was. But it it felt like a chore, and yeah. I had no clue why. I was like, maybe it's just because I don't like reading, in yeah. all honesty. Um, but it felt like a chore for years until recently when Holy Spirit brought a revelation of righteousness yeah. to me. And this is why, like, what we were talking about last week is so incredibly important. Is because I he brought a revelation to me that, you know, reading my Bible, for instance, or praying or worship or spending time with him or coming to church or anything like that. None of that is a payment. Mm -hmm. It's not something we have to pay. And if we don't, God's mad at us. Or, you know, we, we don't, he doesn't want to spend as much time with yeah. us or whatever. And even though I wouldn't have put words to that, that's how I was viewing it yeah. as a payment. And it, every day that I would miss my Bible reading, God was further and further away from me. And he was just really disappointed in yeah. me. And, you know, I missed the payment, basically. And that's why it felt like such a chore. So even when I was reading, I would be like, okay, okay, how much is long enough? I want to make sure I read as yeah. long as he wants me to. And I want to make sure I'm reading the exact verse that he wants me to. And like, I would be just so pinned up head. and in my yeah. head and thinking I never enjoyed it. I never felt like I got anything out of it. And it was like, just not how it's supposed to be. Not yeah. how I knew it was supposed to be. Until I got a revelation that it wasn't a payment. Yeah. It's just spending time with him because I love him. Yeah. And I just meditated on that for days and days and days. And then, so I go to, you know, I, I, I figure out my schedule one morning and I'm, I'm going to wake up early, get ready, and then just sit and have time with the Lord. And I, I was just like, I'm just going to spend time with him. Yeah. I'm going to read wherever he leads me to go, however long he leads me to. I've set up enough time that I have I have time. I'm not like on a clock or anything. And however long he wants me to do whatever. If he leads me to stop and just start praying or praising, you know, I'll do whatever. Yeah. And I just went in like, I'm just going to spend time with him. And I was so excited. And I prayed, you know, Lord, show me whatever you want me yeah. to see Day. And that was one of like, that was the first time I ever enjoyed it. Yeah. And it was like, I like thoroughly enjoyed it to the point I'm like, I don't want to leave. Like, I know I have work today. I don't want to leave. Like, I want to keep reading the word. Yeah. And like things started coming alive. Like every day after that, you know, I was reading, I felt like I was unpacking something. Yeah. Like a gift that he had had for me the whole time because it, he had, but it was just it was looking at it the way he's had it the whole time is I'm just spending time with the Lord. Yeah. And I felt so close to him right then. And like, I realized I have this closeness all the time, not just when I'm reading the Bible, but as I'm like doing work, 
Because I didn't, I was like, Lord, I would like to stay here forever, please, because I feel amazing right now, and I don't ever want this to leave. And he gave me a revelation that it can stay like that the whole time. You know, I was like really abiding in him and just being led by him in those moments. And he was like, this is what I mean when I say abide in me. And it opened everything because I realized I could be spending time with God in everything I do. Yeah. So when I'm working, you know, Lord, like, thank you for just being with me in this work and, and like just talking to him. Like, and even while I'm doing small things, like, oh, thank you, Lord, that it's, you know, sunny outside or whatever. And just talking to him as I go throughout my day. And it started this, it opened up this whole new life it felt like to me that I hadn't been accessing before. And it's not because I didn't love the Lord before. It's because the enemy had lied and deceived me into thinking everything I did for the Lord was a payment and I had to do it. I had to not miss it or else he was going to be mad at me. And have there been days where I've missed, you know, reading the Bible since then? Yeah, there have been. Things have just gotten busy or whatever. And the thing is, he's not disappointed. Right. He's not like, well, Abby, I loved you more yesterday, but not today. You, not today. That's not him at all. And it completely opened up things because I realized I could relax. Mm -hmm. I could relax in my relationship with him. Yeah. I could just relax and just spend time with him and not have to worry if he's mad or upset at me. Yeah. And it changes everything. Well, in John 10, 10, like I know the kind of the key verses for this are John 10, 10, yeah. Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Yeah. And then Revelation 2 in verses 4 through like 7, no, 4 through 6. Yeah. Um, but you think of John 10, 10, like when I moved here, that was a key verse that Pastor Ryan preached on for probably like six months. And you think it's very common and it's common for people who have been at boomerang. It's common for people who oftentimes are in like churches that are led by the spirit of God, but I'd never heard it. And when I'd read through John, like it didn't stick out to me as anything like to make note of over a decade ago when I was reading it. But when I moved here, what stood out to me was that verse over and over and over. And it's the thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy. You know, stress, is that bringing you life? Is that bringing benefit to you? No. No. Stress is not from the Lord. Is fear, is that bringing you life? Or is that bringing stealing, killing, and destroying? You know, fear is something, it kills. It kills our ability to truly be in love because we're, we're not grasping its concept. You know what I mean? We're, we're right. more focused on fear. Right. So fear, stress, pressure, none of that's from God. Yeah. So when we start to identify these things in our life, like living in a place of pressure, mm-hmm. that's not from God. And yeah. that sounds so simple. I get that. But it's yeah. like the elementary, rudimentary principles in the word that really start yeah. to bring life. A lot of times our flesh want to grab a hold of the newest revelation right. and want to dig into the deeper things of God. And that's great. Go deep. But before we can go deep, we need to have an understanding of the basic principles. Yeah. Otherwise, none of it's going to make sense. Yeah. And weirdo doctrines are going to get made. So 
while this may see, seem simple, it's so yeah. important to grab a hold of and know yeah. God is not the author of pressure. God yeah. is not the author of fear. God is not the author of anything less than the fullness of being, abiding, knowing, and enjoying him. And think of yeah. it this way. If God is all good, we know from the word he is. If God is all love, we also know from the word he is. Right. If God's all powerful, we know from the word that he is. If he's all these things, if you're abiding with him, what you need? Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> like you're in need of nothing. Yeah. So all of that stress that comes, that is allowed to stick to us when we move out of being with him. Mm -hmm. When we're in him, and that's why being, that's why he tells, Jesus says, you know, abide in me as I abide in Christ or as I abide in the father, you know, abide in me. There's the reason for that is because when we're abiding with God, nothing else can truly stick to us. Yeah. It has no grip. Yeah. It like the grip is completely broken because the anointing is him and the anointing breaks every yoke. Yeah. So, being in him will cause stress to fall off. Being in him will cause pressure to fall off. Being in him will make answers come. Yeah. It's so like, we've got to be in him and beginning to identify pressure, stress, whatever. That's not from him. So if it's not from him, I don't have to take it. Yeah. It's like months ago I was praying here at church and the Lord had me pray out If it's not from Jesus, I don't have to accept it. If it doesn't have his name on it, I don't have to take it. Yeah. And it's that way for you. If it does, if it's not sent from him, you can send it back. You don't have to grab a hold of it. Yeah. Well, he has the absolute best plan Mm -hmm. for every person's life. He has it laid out before his eyes. He knows exactly what, you know, steps each of us need to take to lead to the absolute best life that we could possibly have, you know, where like everything just falls into place perfectly. He knows what that plan is and he wants that plan. He wants it so badly for each and every one of us. But it's, you know, so if he has this and he's the only one who knows it, it's not found in anything else. It's found in him. Yeah. So, when we realize that, it's, it's helped me to realize, you know, when anything else tries, tries to distract me yeah. or tries to get me worried, you know, about anything going on in my life, I shouldn't be looking to anything else. I yeah. shouldn't be looking to situations, to people, to anything, my job, anything. I should be looking straight to him because he knows what will lead me to the absolute yeah. best. So to look to anything else is to be at is to be looking away from the source of the best life. Yeah. If like that's it's just pretty simple. If he's the source and he's the supply and he has all the answers, yeah. why would I look anywhere else? And that relieves any bit of worry. Yeah. Because when we're looking at him, he has the answers. He's he plainly tells us when we look at him, don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry about anything. I know the plans I have for you. Yeah. Plans to prosper you. Plans for your welfare. He has it all. He has it all for us. Yeah. Well, I'm, go ahead if you want to. Put it in the comments just for people later. Go to Matthew 6. Yeah. And we're going to just take a quick look at verses 25 through 
however long the Holy Spirit says to. But I mean, it literally says the cure for anxiety. Like I know <laughs> yeah. that the Lord didn't give those like subheaders and stuff like that. But yeah. man looked at this passage and, and thought, this is the cure for anxiety. Let's read. <laughs> for this reason, I say to you, do not be worried about your life. Okay, done. <laughs> as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Yeah. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow. They don't reap. They don't gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not worth so much more than they are? And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? Mm -hmm. And why are you worried about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They don't toil, they don't spin, yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. Mm -hmm. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith, do not worry then, saying, what do we eat or what do we drink or what do we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care for itself. Don't worry. That like literally this whole thing boils down to all of the things that could preoccupy, all pressures, all yeah. concerns. If you're seeking God, you're seeking the kingdom yeah. and his righteousness. You're focused on your right standing, knowing God loves you. Mm-hmm. You're already focused there and you're seeking to do his will, yeah. being willing and obedient. You're moving in yeah. a place of love, abiding in that position of love. All the stuff that could possibly preoccupy yeah. you is going to be added to you. Yeah. Solutions will be added. Yeah. You know, it, it reminds me of this morning. Marky um, sent a message on a line uh, about prayer, and she was asking, you know, just some some simple questions of, you know, how how could she basically, like, help support her desire to be at prayer in the morning? Yeah. And one of the things that the Lord had me share with her, I don't know if she's had a chance to listen to it yet, but a pressure, you know, a worldly factual pressure that I'd faced in coming to prayer in the morning is feeding Caroline. You know, like I, I am her source of food. So in order for me to be here at six in the morning, I have to wake up at 445. So that way I can you know, have enough milk for her so that way I can leave and be here at prayer. So I've committed my works. I will be at prayer. Like as much as I can be, I will be because the Lord called me to it. So I decided, okay, I'm going to do this. And this morning I am like, I'm pumping to, to get her food. I finish and I am significantly less in my output for a baby than what I should have been. Like, Not a little bit, like pretty significant. And I saw it and I had a a decision in that moment of, am I going to let pressure come on me? Am I going to stay home because of this pressure and try to do something in my body to fix it? No, I'm not going to do that. I'd already decided I was going. So I left, I left the house in faith. I was like, okay, she's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. So we're dry. I'm dry. We're the Lord and I are driving in the truck on the way to church and 
he brought up to me a word that he'd spoken to me that my family and I would always have enough of everything we would need. We yeah. would always have enough. So I trusted. I was like, Lord, I trust that you're working things correctly in me. I trust that you are protecting my baby. I trust yeah. that everything's fine. Yeah. I prayed. I had a peace on it, and I just let it go. I didn't yeah. think another thing of it, and I honored him. I was like, I'm going to seek first the kingdom. It'll work out. Mm -hmm. We came in, had a great time with the Lord. Like, it's sweet. The presence of God came. I came home. She's still sleeping. Oftentimes, mm -hmm. she'll wake up, and my husband will have to feed her. She's still sleeping. I, I had to go in and wake her up. I brought in a bottle. It ended up being I then produced so much when she woke up that she didn't even need the bottle I pumped. We can, like, save it for another time. Yeah. And the Lord <laughs> produced through me naturally so much yeah. more than what should have been there <laughs> that she like she was completely full happy as a clam having a great old time yeah and why not because I worried about it not because yeah. I freaked out about it but I disciplined my mind and when right. the pressure and fear and concern came I chose to get in him yeah above all else I chose to just get in him and, and yeah. say Lord you're gonna work it out yeah. naturally a solution is going to have to come because yeah. spiritually I've already made my decision. I yeah. will abide with you and you're going to provide what I need. Yeah. So like Marky was asking about sleep or whatever, you commit your works that your that, that your thoughts will be established. You're willing and obedient. You'll eat the good of the land. God's not going to lead you to something without being able to then supply for it. Yeah. So, and it's that way with anything, you know, the Lord yeah. gives you a word to do something and you commit your work to it. He has to back that thing up because right. he authored it. Right. So if he's authoring it, he wants you to enjoy where he's taking you. Yeah. He also will then supply it. So he's not going to tell you to go to a barren land <laughs> and then have you starve to death. Yeah. He's not mean. He's not a cruel God. He's yeah. an all providing God, whatever you need, God will provide that thing. He does it. Yeah. And it, it all comes back to what this verse says. Everything you were saying, everything that we've been saying this entire time is getting, getting our eyes off of ourselves. Yeah. Getting our eyes off of even other people and getting them on God. Yeah, for sure. It's anytime I've put my eyes on myself, okay, am I doing enough? Even like things that seem not selfish, mm -hmm. like, okay, am I doing enough to adequately deliver on the broadcast? Sure. Am I doing enough to whatever, fulfill people's needs or anything? Like that doesn't, that seems very, you know, not selfish, but that, even stuff like that can be what trip us up. It's tripped me up, questions yeah. like that, because the Lord hasn't been orchestrating it. And that's where we've got to just focus on him. Yeah. And he will guide us. If there's if there if we are needing to ask a question like that, he'll guide us to it and he'll guide us to the answer. Yeah. And that's the thing. We've when we're in him, we're not gonna be lacking anything. Yeah. I think like so including often including joy. Including joy, yeah. including peace, including rest. Including fun. Yeah. One of my favorite stories that my dad will tell is he was in worship one day at the church and like he's getting ready to preach and um, he's just in worship that day and he is just kind of irritated. Yeah. <laughs> in all honesty, a lot have been going on. He was tired and, you know, leading a church, there's a lot of responsibilities and he yeah. was just in worship that day. He was not fully worshiping with his heart and he's sure. just sitting there kind of like just exhausted and frustrated and aggravated just at life that had been going on at the wall 
Yes, he was basically. Turned to face the wall. <laughs> just, just facing the wall and just kind of there. And God spoke to him. He's like, hey, you're not having any fun. And um, like our flesh normally uh, sounds when we're not very happy, he's like, no, God, I'm not. You're I'm right. not having fun. I'm not. <laughs> uh, I'm not. <laughs> and God was like, hey, that needs to be fixed. You're supposed, we're supposed to have fun. God wants us to have a life where we have fun in him. Mm -hmm. And he knows how to have so much more fun yeah. than even the world does. I think so often people have hesitated to become Christians or to live the Christian life because yeah. they think, well, I want to have fun. You know, I want to, they'll, they'll put this off like, I'm going to live a little. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, you know, do what I want, live a little, have yeah. fun, and then maybe I'll come you'll come, I'll come back to it yeah. later. Once I've had my fun, once I've lived a little, experienced the world, then I'll come back. And the thing is, that is trash. Because yeah. everything in the world is just a, a bad thing trying to replicate the fun of God. Yeah. It's the truth and it's horrible. And they have, you know, any sin has after effects. Mm -hmm. And we don't want that. But God is the creator of all good things, all yeah. perfect things. Why we enjoy fun so much is because he created it. He yeah. knows what will lead to the most fun life, the most joyful life, yeah. everything that we need, the most peace-filled life. Yeah. That's all found in him. Well, and one of the testimonies, you know, here at the church that <laughs> pastor says, I was not happy. <laughs> You're right. I'm not. Um, one of the testimonies that we have here at the church that I, I love watching. It, I mean, it's still ongoing. I love watching Hannah Sittler because yeah. Hannah Sittler, it, you know, I'm not glorifying her, but what the Lord's done through her is phenomenal. Yeah. You know, she was somebody who lived a little. Like she, yeah. for those of you who don't know her, she's posted her testimony publicly, so right. I'm, I'm not out of line in sharing some of it. But, you know, she used to model, and so she was in the world. Like she, yeah. and she has testified about it herself. She used to do drugs and things of that nature. Like doing what the world said was fun. And I mean, she just posted about it the other day. The Lord supernaturally heal yeah. healed her of yeah. those traumas that came from the drugs, you know, yeah. mental issues that had come right. through drug usage. But what I love is seeing her now. Like, she put this testimony up. I'm pretty sure she shared, like, a picture or a video of us worshiping when we were in Texarkana. And she yeah. put, like, a caption with it about how you would never be able to convince her that this was not what true... I'm paraphrasing, but basically like what true life was supposed to be. Yeah. Like that it was the most fun she's ever had. And she's <laughs> one of the people that truly like she enjoys life so much. Yeah. Like she, she was just staring at the ceiling the other day and like just happy as a clam smiling. And like I started chuckling I'm like, yeah. what you doing, hun? And she's like, I'm just imagining God. And like it's like I chuckled, but it touched me because I'm like, this is somebody who knows what the yeah. world is like, who was in the world, and God has so redeemed and yeah. just completely healed that she is, there is nothing, literally nothing that she's looking at on the ceiling, but in her spirit, she's just imagining. 
imagining how much yeah. God loves her, yeah. imagining the Father, someone who's tasted yeah. and seen. And those of you who have been born again, you have an understanding of this too. Maybe you never did drugs. I never did drugs, but I for sure did other stupid stuff. And I have an, an understanding of my life is nowhere near yeah. what it was before him. Yeah. Praise be to God that he has saved me. Mm-hmm. You know, saved me from myself, saved me from addictions that I had, saved me from bondages that I had, oppressions yeah. that I had. I can have and enjoy life because Jesus set me free from yeah. it. God is that good and that kind. And it's available to us right now. Even if you love the Lord now and there's been stress and fear and pressure that's tried to be there, there's another level of life that's available to you today. Yeah. Today, right now, you can have and enjoy knowing God. You mm-hmm. can have God and you can enjoy God. Yeah. You can have the fullness of, of who he is and enjoy the fullness of who he is. Yeah. Who is your God? He is a God who is bigger than the biggest. You know, we actually, I, I want to find that confession. We have a, yeah. a, a list of confessions that we have at the church, it's different than what we go through on the broadcast, but it's just reminding ourselves of how big our God is. And when we yeah. know who God is, we can't help but get thankful. Right. Because when we recognize who he is, there's nothing else that could possibly stress us out or make us in fear because we're getting into him. We're recognizing who our God is. Yeah. If yeah. you have anything while I look. I don't. It's Well, well I, I said I don't, but I'm you still do. talking right now. <laughs> um, it's... It, all of this reminds me of what we were talking about yesterday on the broadcast of I know there's been there's been times where, yeah. okay, like I've had this revelation that we're talking about today, and then I've slipped back into worry, into, you know, just looking at things going on around and like, hey, how do I fix this? It, big things or small things. And I'm just slowly, slowly, the enemy has graded away yeah. very slowly and I found myself back at places where I, I wasn't living what we're talking about yeah. today. And I was just worried about things and like felt like things were a payment again. And what I was saying yesterday goes hand in hand with what we're talking about today. Yeah. And that what I felt like the Lord has almost every single time that has happened, what he's led me to do is to go into Thanksgiving. Yeah. And Oftentimes, like one of the things that I just love is just the sky. Like outside, I just, it blesses me every time I look. And so he'll normally like have me go into thankfulness. And sometimes I do not feel very thankful, but he'll be like, just, just start with the sky. Just start with the sky, Abby. And so I'll like, I'll look outside. And typically this honestly just always happens while I'm driving. I don't know why. I'll just look outside like, okay, Lord. Thank you for the sky today. Thank you, you know, that the clouds are this way, you know, that there's blue in the sky, or, like, thank you for even the grayness. Like, I, it's pretty, mm-hmm. or whatever, and just start there. Yeah. And then always something else will come out of my spirit. Yeah. And it will lead to thing after thing after thing. And what that has done, which I didn't realize it, but the Lord is so smart, is it gets my eyes off of me. Yep. It gets my eyes off of any problems, yep. anything that may be going on, and it sets it to the goodness of God. Yeah. The goodness of God. And it resets everything. Sets my eyes back on what truly matters. Yeah. Relieves all anxiety. And then I'm able to just 
okay, nothing else matters, Lord. What are you leading me? Yeah. And then he has, you know, led me to the answers that will solve everything. There are no more problems. And I'm just left with all the answers in my yeah. hand, a relationship with the Lord that I love. And everything in life is handled yeah. because he's my source. He's my answer. Yeah. And so it just, it just reminded me, because uh, this all sounds wonderful. And, you know, having this revelation once is great, but the enemy knows that this is great. Yep. And the enemy comes quickly to steal the seed of the word. So if we find ourselves having veered away from this, thankfulness has been the answer yeah. almost every time. Yeah, always shifting our eyes off of yeah. ourselves and onto yeah. him. That's really the way to break yeah. the pressure and the, the moment of it. You know, when it's like we were talking about yesterday, when you're in the dark at night yeah. and like the, the creepy crawly things try to like freak us out. What do we need to do? Turn the light on. When yeah. we're in that moment when pressure tries to slide in, what do we need to do? Move our eyes up. Look yeah. up. And it's, that's completely right, which is the whole point of this declaration. You know, this came from yeah. a minister that pastors friends with who basically they adopted for a month. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, it was a, a pastor made a friend down in Florida and brought him home here. And he was with us for a month. Pastor Amos is a blessing. Yeah. Um, but he and Pastor Brian were talking. This declaration came out. And yeah. we'll, we use it here at the church quite often. So... This may be familiar to you, but I would encourage you, as we're reading through this, think about what these words mean. Mm -hmm. You know, so often we'll speak and not even think about what we're saying. Right. You know, I love you. Well, what does I love you mean? Yeah. Well, what do these words mean for you personally? Yeah. So I'm going to read through them. It says, Father, you are. Lord God, you yeah. are. Father, you are greater than the greatest. There is no one greater than our Lord. No one's greater than our Father. Yeah. He is higher than the highest. You, God, you are so much higher than any problem. <laughs> You're so much higher. You can see it all. Like our God is able to overlook all things. He is higher than the highest ledge. You know, you go up high to see far. God's above that. He can see yeah. beyond. God is older than the oldest. That means he's seen everything. Yeah. Like there's nothing that takes him by surprise. He's older <laughs> yeah. than the oldest. He is wiser than the wisest. Yeah. So the wisest person on earth got all of their wisdom from God. Yeah. Whether they give him credit or not, it all came from him. He's wiser than that person. He's yeah. the wisest being in the entire universe. Yeah. He is richer than the richest. And think about it, this is your father. This isn't just a God. He is available to be your father today. So your father is richer than the richest. Yeah. What do you have need of? Go see your father. He's yeah. richer than that need. He's deeper than the deepest, which means we can begin to search for him and never find the end. Like mm -hmm. we can go deep and then go deeper still. Like the oceans have depths that we still haven't fully explored. God's yeah. deeper than that. He's better, you know, the space, the outer space that we had the picture of yesterday. Yeah. They are trying to be able to capture more and more pictures and they're going further yeah. and further into the vastness of space and they're yeah. seeing more and more, knowing that more is available. God's like that. He's deeper yeah. than the depths of space itself. God's <laughs> deeper than that. Yeah. He's better than the best. The best thing that you have ever encountered, God's better than that. He was not voted in. 
He can't be voted out. He'll never get kicked out of being God. He is secure. Your security is in him. He was not appointed. No one chose him to be God, so he can't be unappointed. So no one's ever going to kick him out. Satan tried and lost big time. He was not enthroned, and he can't be dethroned. He will never stop being the God who reigns. He's the Almighty. He's the invisible God that does visible things. He's immortal. He's invisible. He's the only wise God. Light and darkness are equal before you, Lord. You are God who was and is and is to come. He's always been. He'll always be. He'll always stand the test of time. He is the righteous one. He is the holy one. He is unsearchable, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. He is all powerful everywhere and knows everything. Mm-hmm. He's the unchangeable changer. He doesn't change, yeah. but he will change your circumstances. Yeah. He doesn't change. Yeah. His character and nature doesn't change. His love doesn't change. His power doesn't change. But he's capable of changing what you're facing. Yeah. He's the ocean divider. He's your deliverer. He's your provider. He's your defender. He's your revealer. The hidden things in the word, the hidden things in the mind of Christ that he wants you to be aware of, he's your revealer. He'll make all that stuff plain and clear. He is your healer. He is the man of war and the Lord of hosts. He is ever faithful. He's never failing. He's never changing. He is the restorer. And just make that personal, as I'm reading it to you, he is your restorer. The things that were broken, he can fix those. Right. He is your blesser. He is your purifier. He is your sanctifier. And what that means is the things that were dirty, he'll clean those off so that not even the stain of sin is on you. Yeah. He is your sanctifier. He will not only clean you up, he'll set you apart for himself for a wonderful life that only he could have created for you. He is your refiner. He is your consuming and devouring fire. It doesn't consume you as in destroy you. It consumes and devours anything that could come against you. The Mm -hmm. fire is a protecting agent for the people of God. He's your consuming and devouring fire. He made heaven his throne and earth his footstool. He is the miracle worker. He's ever winning. He's ever righteous. He's ever glorious. He's clothed with fire. He's my conqueror. He's undefeatable. He's ancient of days. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords, the great I am that I am. He speaks and it's done. He declared the end from the beginning. He's the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And his pastor says, He's the God of me. (laughs) So if this is who our God is, what else do we need? Nothing. In in that declaration, it's a reminder of everything I need, God is. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. And that's not that's not a life that so many people think Christianity is of settling. Yeah. That is a life filled with more things than any any unsaved person in this world has ever had you know the richest person who has never known christ who has ever lived on this earth that is so much more than even that person has had 
This is not a life of settling that God is leading yeah. us to. This is a life of abundance in every good area. This is a life of prosperity in yeah. every good area. This is a life of satisfaction in every yeah. area. We live our lives completely free of anything yeah. that's not of Him. Worry, care, anxiety. This is the life He's leading us yeah. to. To say it's anything less is a lie. So today, if you're just done, we said at the top of the hour, but if you're done with stress, you're done with pressure, you're done with living a life of anything less than having God and enjoying God, then we're going to pray with you right now for the anointing to break every yoke of that. So that way you may know God, have God, and enjoy God. So Father, right now, I pray For every person that has been encountering stress, has been encountering ungodly pressure, any bit of anti-Christ agenda, and we know that Christ is the anointing one and you're anointing. So Lord, anything that's outside of the anointing of God, I ask now in the name of Jesus that your holy refining fire burn those things off that have been leaching and sucking dry hope from your believers. Father, in the name of Jesus, I command stress to be broken now in the anointing. I command, Lord, for any bit of antichrist agenda to just be removed. Lord, let the love of God flood them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Lord, let the blessing of God overtake them. Let the goodness of God be their rear guard. Lord, I thank you that your goodness and your mercy chase us, hunt us down, that we would become partakers of it. So Father, today, now that the power has been released for the power of stress to be broken, the power of fear to be broken, let us grab hold of you right now. And just say that I grab hold of freedom and I release fear. I release stress. I release pressure. I'm a child of God. And those children of God are led by the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God leads me to freedom. Father, today, let your freedom be in each home that's represented here right now and in the archive to come. Lord, let freedom be in their homes, in their marriages, in their minds. Lord, freedom be mentally now for every viewer, every person who is placing expectation. Freedom be in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for it. That's your spirit is freedom. So, Father, thank you that we can have you. And, Lord, today, we prayed this out at 6 a.m. prayer this morning, but I'm going to pray it again. Let us enjoy you and hunger for you in a way that we've never hungered for you before. Help us to receive you in ways that we've never received you before. We have tasted and seen of the good things, but, Lord, help us to taste and see again. In Jesus' name. And if you're watching right now and you desire for stress to be broken off, you desire to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, then just pray with us and say, Jesus, I believe that you love me. I believe that you died for me. I believe that when you died, you took my mess. You took my sin. You took every problem with you to death. 
And when you were raised up from that place of death, when you were raised up from the grave, I was raised up too. Old me died, but new me lives. So Jesus, you're my savior. You call the shots, Lord. I will be obedient. I will taste and see that you are good. I will be your living sacrifice. Jesus, fill me and say that. Jesus, fill me with your Holy Spirit and with fire today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, guys, this was powerful. The anointing's here. It's tangible. Uh, so if you haven't shared this broadcast already, we this word needs to get out. Yeah. It sure does. Everyone needs to hear this. Everyone does. And you can help with that literally by just sharing it. So you can copy the link, post it to your Facebook so that all your Facebook friends and family can see this and watch this and get this word in them. Yeah. Let it change their lives. You can also... Something more personal that is just great is you can copy this link and text it to someone. Hey, I just wanted to share this with you. Um, any, you know, whatever you want to say with that. But that's very personal. Yeah. And that is very, it's very pointed. And it'll get it across. And that's just one way that you can put the seed of the word in people. So please share this broadcast if you haven't already. And like it. That's one way to get, you know, YouTube yeah. We'll just put it everywhere. Like it. Subscribe to this channel if you haven't. And we love you guys. We are going to pass it over to Buddy to do the tithes and offerings. But we just want to say thank you for being here with us. And we love you. Hi, I'm Buddy. And uh, I'm going to do the tithes and offerings. So, guys, if you uh, want, we sow this broadcast into you. We love you guys. And we want to give you an opportunity to sow into this word, to sow into what the Lord's doing here um, at What's Right. And uh, if, so if you want to sow, you can go to giveww.org. We have Cash App, Venmo, PayPal. Text to give. You can give cryptocurrency or NFTs. You can give once. You can give on a recurring basis. And all that information is at uh, giveww.org. But we want to let you guys know that, um, that the reason we give you an opportunity to sow is because we want to see your life go up. You know, God's system, and in Matthew 6, uh, you know, where that we read earlier today, um, you know, if we seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, all, all that we need, everything we need will be added unto us. And so uh, this is one of those ways, just seek the Lord, whatever he tells you to do. If he tells you to sow, so if he doesn't, don't do it. Just be obedient to him. Seek his kingdom first, and everything you need will be added unto you. So, Father, right now, we just declare every seed sown today, blessed. We thank you for those who are giving, and I pray, Lord, that your blessing will remain on them. God, let them be blessed. Let their gift be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over. May men give into their laps. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we love y'all, and we will see you tomorrow at 1130 for Lunch Plus. Bye, guys. Oh, <laughs> oh,